what? Yeah. No, I'm... Yeah, I'm behaving myself. No, I'm not playing in abandoned buildings. What? Again? Now. I suppose you had those people follow me again. Fine. Hey. This is Jimmy Farrow from Monty and the Farrow, and I want to thank all our subscribers. We have now passed 14,000 on our YouTube channel. But I want to ask our subscribers to take the next step for us and become a full-fledged member of Monty and the Farrow. Yeah, that's right, folks. There's three different levels to choose from. There's free shirts. There's free autographs. Just check it out and become a member of Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty and the Pharaoh. Later. <laughs> Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Long Island's hey. number one broadcast, wrestling broadcast, Monty and the Pharaoh, brought to you straight out of Indie Music Studios in Ronkonkoma, Long Island, New York. <clears throat> um, you want to tell me who the fuck you are? <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> Thanks, Jimmy. As Thanks, you can yeah, as yeah, you can see, I, I'm not Monty. This is Bruce from ESO Creative. Oh, there we go. I'm going to be filling in for Monty for the next couple of weeks. Mr. Bruce, welcome. Oh. Welcome. Thank you very much, by the way. You are one loyal, crazy mofo. <laughs> Driving how many hours? It was, it was about three hours to get that's here. A, that's insane. I completely commend you, and I am appalled at your insanity <laughs> level. Uh, can, you, can you teach me something? <laughs> Three hours. Yeah, it was it was a little bit of a little bit of traffic. You found a way around the GW though, right? Yeah, I don't want to I don't want to do the uh, GW. Yeah. yeah, but don't tell everybody a secret because then they'll all wind up on the same road exactly. next week. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Fair enough. What do you got? Well, uh, first I want to send a quick uh, get well to our friend Mike Amani. Mike, I can't wait for you to be out back here so I can be out there enjoying you guys. Yeah. Um, uh, Mike is Mike is doing well. He's on the uh, he's on the road to recovery. Mike, you know I love you, bro. Um, I'll see you soon, man. I'll see you soon. God bless, man. Doing well though. On the board as always is Jared. Jared, how's it going this week? It's going good. Yeah. Jared doesn't like horror movies. Yeah, I heard that. Jared, why do you not like horror movies, bro? You got to explain this one to it's me. It's not that I don't like them. I just don't really watch them. What What do you gravitate to if you don't watch a horror movie? What do you what is what is a guy your age look like want to watch want to see? Uh, you know what's what's new, what's good, what's and new comedy action. Okay, okay, that kind of no sci-fi, no sci-fi or comic book uh, junkie of any kind. Uh, I mean, maybe a little bit. Okay, you know, uh, rumors are flying. You like Foreigner after meeting the great uh, singer <laughs> of Foreigner. Is that true? That is true. Yeah, what's your take on when you listen to old music compared to today's music? Old music's a lot better. Today's music is all just like it doesn't really sound like instruments or anything. You tell. It's all computerized, like processed. Yeah, I'm a big, uh, big instrument guy in my right. music. Now that you're he you're hearing the music of Foreigner, are you appreciating who you were like five feet away from that night? Yes. No. Now I definitely do. Nice. So you're no longer cold as ice towards the great lead singer <laughs> of Foreigner. Yeah, I, I wish I re-met him honestly because yeah. it would be a lot cooler this He's time. He's been waiting for a fan like you to come into his life. <laughs> oh God, I can't keep doing this. This is awful. <laughs> you know. Anyway. Well, uh, let's do a quick roll call of the uh, the chat room. We've got uh, Chris Lee, RJ. Hello, mate. Hello, RJ. Lil Patty. What's happening? PJ Taints. Nice. Roy nice. Batiste. What's up, Roy? Uh, What's going on, brother? RJ. RJ. Did you say RJ already? Or I, I right? might have. I might okay, have. Okay, there might be two RJs. I'm not sure. Alabaster. Alabaster. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't I will seen turn your face to Alabaster. When you find your servant is your master. We, we nice. Yard Ape 99. What's up, Yard Ape? What's going on? And Davio's in the house. Davio. What's happening? Uh, ja Will. Jason Moaning. Nice. 
a mess. Man, we've got a, we a got a, we got almost everybody nice. in already. Beautiful. All right, beautiful. All so right. what do you got? What do you got for us? Well, uh, since you're driving the bus, stranger, <laughs> not well, Monty. Might I might I add? Yeah. Okay, okay. So what do you got for us, Bruce? Well, first of all, uh, legendary rapper Coolio has passed away at the age of fifty-nine. Oh I'm gonna flunk this test. Go ahead. <laughs> well, Go ahead. yeah, back in. Uh, Back in 1995, Gangster Paradise was a was an anthem. I right. I don't think there was an, a, a radio station not playing that. Sure. So uh, impact, serious impact, huh? Yeah. Well, on that generation, absolutely, absolutely. How much of a what kind of career afterwards? Because I can't say that I'm a huge. I, uh, I honestly I can't say that I'm a huge fan either. So it was I just like enjoy... a huge smash, though, at the very yeah, least. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't. Interesting. I, I guarantee, in the 90s, everybody knew his name. What did he pass away from? It, uh, I'm not really sure. No, but I know that they, it does hmm. say that he was, they were trying 59. to give him uh, CPR for uh, about 45 enough. minutes. Not old enough. 59, not old enough. Hey, look, anyone who has an impact in music uh, gets my respect for the most part unconditionally, automatically. Absolutely. You know, so, uh, you know, rest in peace. That's a, that's a real shame. During the 90s, I was very much in my own band and uh, very much enamored with the Seattle scene. So I was pretty much locked into the Kurt Cobains and the Chris Cornells and the Allison Chains and stuff like that. Pearl you know, Jam. I enjoy, I really appreciated that. It was uh, Rock's last great gasp, in my opinion. I, w I would have to agree. The alternative, so-called alternative scene of uh, Seattle. Good what, stuff. What though. do you think of, of good more bands? Of the, the country scene though. Now, I mean, that's kind of. Our country scene interests me, but I was never a fan of country. I, I have to admit up front, I, it's never grasped. What's the right oh. word? Grasped. I can't even say it. Grasp. Yeah, like, yeah, good luck to me, man. I'm already developing a list. A list? I can't do peas all of a sudden, pecker. Anyway, yeah, no, it's just it doesn't, country doesn't work for me. Oddly enough, though, folk music does. That's weird. I don't get it. I don't get it. Okay, well, to my right is the star of the show, Jimmy Farrow. Hello. What's happening? And at this time, I'd like to thank the band that sings the theme song for Monty and the Farrow. Our own Jimmy Farrow and Bart Griggs are part of the band Wisteria Hall. Bart Man! Wisteria Hall sings such great songs as <laughs> In My Dreams, This Life, He's doing it. Not Far Behind, Here Comes the Rain. You can find their music on... <laughs> Go ahead, you're doing good, keep going! You can find their music on their YouTube page, Spotify, iTunes, yeah. and Reverb Nation. All right, yeah. So is there anything new going on with, with Stereo Hall? Uh, yeah, we're in the middle of uh, making uh, some new tunes uh, in the uh, production process. So we're halfway halfway home. We've got all the instrumental tracks laid out. Now it's time to spit out the vocal tracks and do a little mixing. So we're getting there. Nice. Yeah, nice. getting there. Third release at this point, if the, when, when it's ready. All right. So uh, Monty and the Pharaoh can be seen on YouTube where we are with where we have over two mo uh, two million views. <laughs> Easy for you to say. <laughs> yeah, two uh, million. Yeah. Two we, million. We can be views. seen live. We can be seen live on Facebook. Uh, we are on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Anchor, Twitch TV, uh, Channel 115. Oh, we, oh, let's see. In New York City, Channel 115. Yeah, Cablevision. Every Tuesday at 9.30 p.m. and Saturday at 11.30 Straight up again Saturday Night Live. Thank you very much. And then again on Tuesdays on Channel 20 at 1 a.m. Farrow time. <laughs> We're now part of Amazon Music. That's right. And That's right. That's at right. this time, we'll be back after a quick break. We will see you in a quick second. Hey folks, this is Wolfie D here, and if you are looking to buy or sell a home in Tennessee or Southern Kentucky, you're going to want to call my buddy, the rock star realtor, Benji Bowie. And you say, Wolfie, how do I get in touch with this rock star? Well, you can call him directly at 615-390-8216. You can go to his website, BowieHomes.com. That's B-U-I-E Homes.com. Or you can email him at BenBowie34 at gmail.com. B-E-N-B-U-I-E-34 at gmail.com. When you need a home, you need the Rockstar Realtor. Tell him Wolfie sent you. Benji is a member of Exit Realty's Garden Gate team in Gallatin. That's right, folks. Canine Corral for all your dog daycare and overnight care. Call 631-549-1544. That's 631-549-1544. Jimmy, I gotta take a dump. What? No, I mean I need a dumpster. <sighs> well, 
For all those needs, you need to call Big V Dumpster Rental, Long Island, New York, 631-900-DUMP. All right, we're back. Uh, you know, how how we doing so far? What are the fans think? Yeah, how, we, yeah. how we doing? Oh. They're saying Bruce is, a nat- Bruce is a natural. You're a natural? Yeah. Oh, very good. Very good. Um, what else you got? No. <laughs> PJ Payne says uh, <laughs> something about the, uh, the, the robotic talk. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? We are straight out of Rock Talk on Long Island. Ooh. <laughs> hey. <laughs> That's hilarious. Wait a minute. Spidey, oh, what did you say? Somebody said... There was something hilarious, Spidey. Another comment Spidey saw. What was that? I think that was it. Was that, that was the one? I thought there was another one. Robotic. Oh, okay. Never mind. Uh, Thunderstorm. Miss Maria is in the house ah, tonight. Ah, Miss Maria. The, our what first up, lady Maria? of wrestling. That's correct. That is correct. So, hey, Don the Barber's in the house. How's it going, Don? What is up, Don the Barber? What's happening? So, take us away. So, uh, what are we doing? So where are we did going? You, did you get a chance to catch last week's SmackDown? Yeah, I catch everything on a replay because the power <laughs> doesn't have a television, but I caught it. So what did you think of that angle with uh, Sami Zayn and the Usos? Boy, do I love this. I'm sorry, Maria. I can hear Maria right now. You know, Maria hates Sami Zayn. Drives her crazy. I, you know, I can't say I blame her, but isn't that the whole point of Sami Zayn? Absolutely. Uh, I love what's going on with Sami Zayn. I love that he's an honorary Us. This is killing Jay. By the way, Jay Uso. Yeah, this absolutely. is just absolutely. I love these little storylines within the storyline, right? This is so well thought out and so was, well written. It's taken its mature time. This is great. That skit was so well done. You did not know yep. how it was going to turn out. Yep. Were they going to? Were they going to all turn on on Sammy? It, it certainly looked like that. And then all of a sudden, they pulled out that shirt. Right. That was. That was right. just. And then all those underlying uh, other questions, the relationship, the boiling of of Jay. Leading up to Sammy, will Sammy reunite with Kevin? Who's been telling him, yo, bro, they don't. You know, there's so many other cool little things that can come out of this one overall big picture. I love what's going on. I think it's excellent. And that Solo's, he's so monster, isn't he? Yeah, he's working out. How'd you like that he borrowed an NXT belt for a week? <laughs> that was interesting, too. You know, I thought that that was well done. Yeah, but it also gave the... It, it was well done. Bit, it gave a little bit of boost to, the, to that credibility to that title, too. It did. And it, and it gave him an extra boost. And now look look where he is. He's I, he, That guy's got a big career ahead of him, don't you? Absolutely. Don't you think so? That whole family. I mean, can, yeah. look at the talent that has come out fair. of that bloodline. It's not fair. I mean, I hate to Why don't they get out of the way and give some opportunity <laughs> to some lesser deserved unfortunate? Right? Isn't somebody complaining about that? I'm sure. But I'm sure they are. Keep eating mom's brownies. There you but go. then, but then you did have uh, Nia Jax out of that bloodline too. Right? Nia Jax is horrendous. Uh, how did you feel? I couldn't stand Nia Jax. So unsafe. That's why I didn't like her. Yeah. I mean, she's got the. She obviously got the look. I. I wouldn't. I'd run. I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't fight Nia Jax. I can understand. I mean, she came over as like a Samoa Joe. Like, don't mess with Nia. And Jax. she needed but to keep too reckless, hurting like a monster. And she didn't want. Didn't seem to be that. Want to be that monster. But why? She was. Unsafe. That that's the... very unsafe. No good. Not at all. No thank you. Yeah, that works with Sammy. Works for me. I think it's been excellent. And what about Sammy uh, on Raw beating AJ Styles? <laughs> Sammy's getting a serious, nice little push going on here. I love what's happening here. I don't even think it hurts AJ because I think it's going to later point out, as Finn Balor has been trying to convince AJ. You're no good on your own, bro. You need to be with us. Mm-hmm. So the fact that Sammy and the fan, the family, you know, the tribal chief's family, assisted in the defeat of AJ Styles leads credence to what Finn's trying to tell AJ. I love it. You know something? Someone's doing something right with the writing over there right now. No, that, and that they was, should be given credit for it because usually the WWE gets murdered for this. And they are doing a great job with some major stuff. Dominic is maturing right in front of us, turning into a total prick. Whether you like him or not is irrelevant as a my, fan. My, my favorite He's part pulling of off is, the role. Is really the... Is, uh, Rhea? Yeah. Oh, Rhea's amazing. Rhea's amazing. But we've known this for a long time. Rhea, you know, at the drop of a hat, if Rhea decided, they started the book where she's like, I want every woman's belt out there, she could get it. And I'd love every second of it. Because she's great. Continental too. You know what? Isn't isn't she the most serious thing in decades? I mean, when you look at her as far as female domination, but get female domination. How about domination? Let's just go with that because I ain't fighting her. You and me together ain't fighting her. That's that's a tag team handicap match, and she fucking jobs us out in a minute. We're done. Absolutely. We're done. Definitely not Monty or Pharaoh. We're done. What else? So, uh, 
Well, PJ Tain, so where do you uh, where do you have thoughts on the supposed Bray Wyatt comeback? Well, PJ, we'll be touching a little bit more on that tomorrow on uh, or, uh, Saturday on this week in wrestling. But uh, I can, we can talk about that. That's okay. Okay. We can. Cool. We can I, I believe that the rabbit is Bray, and I think it better be. We can keep this short and sweet. I just feel that it better be, you know, at this point. Because uh, just to get quickly to the chase, if it's not Bray Wyatt, you know what the disappointment factor is going to be for fans because the expectations are that it's Bray. So if it's not Bray, you have to give us somebody who's going to match the expectations of if it would be Bray. I can't think of anybody. Who the hell's going to be inserted into that spot with all those clues, those supernatural clues and stuff, and it's not going to be Bray. Who's it going to be? And don't say the gobbledygooker, because we covered that <laughs> on This Week in Wrestling, which you can see tomorrow night. But yeah, that's how I feel about that. Any other comments from uh, the fans, or uh, what do you got? Yeah, well, you want to move on well, to the, uh, the, the, the next spectacular of, <laughs> topic we got well, ready. They, a couple of people commenting on, sure. on Nia Jax, and uh, Nia Jax would beat Ronda Rousey in a shoot. Um, Disagree. Disagree. Understand that she's bigger, but I just feel like if they had a chance to square off... Well, you know what? Sure. Of course Nia Jax would have a shot, but if, if Ronda is... It, are we talking prime Ronda? Because I have a feeling prime Ronda would take out her knees either by kicking her in directly into the kneecap, you know, just cutting off the weight leverage until you're, you know, smaller than the uh, person who's smaller than you. So I think uh, Ronda Rousey in a prime would probably mess her up pretty good, to tell you the truth. And, you know, let's not forget, the only thing we've seen from Nia Jax is a sucker punch to Becky's face. That was a sucker punch, okay? So sure, I mean, you know, line me up with somebody and tell me I can throw a haymaker for free. I bet you I'll <laughs> land too. It'll probably look terrible on the other end. So that's what we've seen, and we've seen her also accidentally hurt a lot of people. Uh, Vince D wants to, has a Monty with question marks. Uh, Monty will be back in a couple weeks. Yep. Uh, this, I'm Bruce. I'm going to be filling in for him for 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 the next. Uh, Mike well, Mike is recovering so. from uh, you know some health uh, you know a scenario, and he'll be back soon. He'll be back soon. He's doing good. So, uh, what did you think of uh, Raw this week? Raw overall was was good. I mean, the shows overall are are pretty good. I, I'm pleased with what Triple H has done overall since he came back. Uh, why? Do you have an issue with anybody in uh, general? Or? Yeah, I mean, I, I have to say, I think SmackDown was booked a little better this week. Well, um, it better be. It's on a it's on a bigger <laughs> forum. They, and then, but Raw, I, I was a little disappointed to see Edge come back again. <laughs> why? Well, let's see. Uh, I didn't pop because he just came back at SummerSlam. Okay. And then three okay. months before that, we had all the vignettes building up to him and his uh, return at WrestleMania. And okay. I just feel like three times returning in a year. Okay. Little, you know, going to the well a little bit too often. Interesting. You know, uh, I understand what you're getting at, but you did notice one thing, though. Each time he comes back, the place goes berserk. You know why? Because, and I, and I think we, dis we discussed this briefly earlier today, but uh, as we were getting ready to do the show, um, I find this very interesting because apparently Edge has studied The Undertaker's blueprint for when you retire, but don't really truly retire. And come back for that payday. And you come back, and you wait a little while, and you come back, and they mark out, and you wait a little while, and he seems to be following The Undertaker's post- uh, consistent, you know, weekly, uh, you know, type career. He's he's doing this right, to tell you the truth. I don't mind seeing him come back and do this. It's it's a great storyline. It's been going on more and more, and uh, they're growing that crop pretty nicely now with with Priest and and Finn Balor. I think Finn, having Finn in charge of it is awesome. I love what they're doing with Finn Balor. So I am very happy. I'm a big time Finn Balor fan. Sorry, always have been. I I, uh, I, I just, with going back to Edge, it just seems like yeah. he said he's retiring next year. So this gives him right. what, like three, four more times that he can come back. You think so? You think he'll come back three or four more times? I don't know, three times this What's year. What's the next major event? Where are we? <laughs> well, we got to have him for Survivor Series. Yeah, and then he can go. You think away, he's going to go away? Wait Rumble. a minute! You think he's going to go away like in a week or something, and then come back for? Hey, I'm back for Survivor Pop again. <laughs> you know what? It might work. It worked for Taker. When will the fans ever get tired of Edge anyway? And what is it about Edge that makes him so lovable? You ever, did you ever think about that? Because I wasn't a huge Edge fan. No, I I, I did like the. Uh, Three second pose. Get that up was him and, him and him Christian. Christian. That was funny. That's tag team though. As far as Edge, the solo career, no, the world yeah. champion legend Edge. Did no. he ever really? No, it was interesting. Same here. That's weird. He's great. I mean, I do I think he's, he's great. But I never ran out and said I've got to have a T-shirt. No. I wonder why that is. Randy Orton, same category? No, nowhere near. Okay, you like Randy Orton? I think yeah, Randy Orton. I mean. He, he is he is already a legend. Yeah, I mean, he is. There's no, 
Miller Sands or Butsies. Did you have a Randy Orton t-shirt back in the day? No, but I would be more likely to have a Randy Orton shirt than a, an Edge shirt. Who do you think sells more shirts, though? I bet you it's Edge. Yeah, I would agree. Wow, strange. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on the Orton thing. I would rather have Randy Orton, too. But uh, Edge has got the uh, he's got the box office draw. So there's your answer. Doesn't matter how many times he comes back, the fans are going to mark out all over the place. He's Edge. What do you got there? Oh, there's a uh, chat room. Uh, any thoughts on Flair's latch last match? Uh, <sighs> I thought it was boring up until the cat fight at ringside. Uh, Flair's last match was, to me, horrible. I, you know, I, I prefer to remember Ric Flair as Ric Flair. Uh, you know, the real fitting ending was, honestly, and just because it's in WWE doesn't, you know, it, it really was one short said, I'm sorry, I love you, and kicked him in the face. At the, you know, and that was his last match. That should have been his last match. That was a great way to go out. Not this way. Yeah. Uh, Yard Ape says, Edge, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> See, there you go. Yeah. Edge was never, like, in my, on my radar as, like, one of my favorites. I, I never found him polarizing enough. I'm, you know, I do think he's great, though. <clears throat> obviously, the fans love him. He's great to, to millions of people, obviously, but I just never saw it. You know, uh, he does have star factor, though. I do see that. You know, when I think when I think Edge, I do think Edge and Christian, right? And then the Brood, right? And then the solo career of Edge. Interesting. Yeah, that's true, you know what's funny though? On paper, they made sure it happened. Edge's Edge's solo career is pretty much you know, it's pretty dominant at this point. He's had a million world titles. He's won it over ten times. I don't know how many times he's held it, but I know he's had the world title over ten times. That's wow. a lot of times. Uh, Ricky, a lot of times. Uh, Yard Ape says Ricky Steamboat is going to go out and embarrass himself now. I didn't see that. What's he booking his last Ricky, match Ricky there? Steamboat is, is supposedly... You know what's funny? Yeah, I agree in principle. You know, he shouldn't be out there. But you know something? Ricky Steamboat can, can still go probably better than most guys can. <laughs> That's what's messed up about it. He can still wrestle. Yeah. I know he can. Uh, would, I, would I really want to see him now? No. No, there comes, there comes a point where it's better to just, you know. We've got this guy, Bruce Butler Jr. I have no idea who he could be. Uh, he sounds like, <laughs> no, okay, okay. Yeah, it okay. says. Uh, what does he got? Uh, what does he got? I'm laughing like hell at Ric Flair doing commercials for male enhancement products. He sounds like his mouth is full of I don't know what. Hmm, could be full of a lot of things. <laughs> Woo! Uh, what did you, you know, I saw this video of Ric Flair and Mike Tyson standing on a corner smoking a joint the size of like my four i'm serious i'm not kidding that's awesome and it was smoking a joint the size of like my forearm and i'm like thinking to myself did you ever think that we live in a world like if i told you 20 years ago that there'll be a video mike of tyson. rick flair and mike tyson standing together on a corner smoking pot like it's no big deal would you have believed me no it's well, am it's amazing i mean just think of your view of Mike Tyson 20 years ago. I mean, he was a monster 25 I love, years ago. I he love was Mike so Tyson. Scary. I he always, was intense. He always was rooted to... for Mike Tyson. Oof. It was very rough he towards was... the end watching him lose to Holyfield a few times and then Lennox Lewis. That but, was rough. But now, I, I, you know, that personality that he has now, that yes. podcast Mike. Uh, he's, 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 he's much different, but he still has that classic Mike feel. It's Mike. You think he should have not gotten that tattoo? The one on his, or do you now think it now it's, identifies him? It's been there for him. so long. I mean, right. Are we used to it yet? Yeah, I, I, yeah, it's been there for what? Interesting. 25 years? I remember years? when he first got it, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Interesting. Okay. All right. Let's see. Let's see. I used to be, uh, RJ Hudson said, I used to be uh, that way about Edge, but I grew up to appreciate Edge as the years have gone on. Okay. Yeah. No, I can, I can go with that. I mean, I have found Edge much more believable and and i do accept him more than i did in the early days to me he was a bit player until the uh brood had the uh table ladders and chairs match so maria is saying if wrestlers are retired please stay Edge retired Christian. your well, time is over yeah i agree <laughs> i agree you know it's painful sometimes did i ever tell you that story it was it was a i gotta give this one out for mike too my favorite is greg valentine so i couldn't wait to see greg valentine uh, so this was only a few years back and, uh, Mike was like, Hey, I got his tickets to an indie event. It was at some small place and Valentine was wrestling and I was very excited. So we had seats right up front and Valentine gets in the ring. He's got his robe on. Sure. He looks older, but he's got his robe on. He's still a big dude, you know? And then Mike goes, just wait. And I'm like, what? And then I realized Greg was about to take his robe off at the age of whatever, 60, whatever. Right. And Mike's like, Oh God, no, don't do it. He takes the robe off, and of course he looks older. <laughs> and I was like, Mike, you've ruined my experience. <laughs>
Until Valentine dropped an elbow, then he was Greg Valentine again. It was very interesting to be visually shocked that, you know, he was much older. But the second he dropped that elbow, he was young again. It was very interesting. Yeah, we have people agreeing with Maria on uh, people staying retired. Yeah, absolutely. Maria nailed it. So, like Vince McMahon should have stayed retired. What the fuck was that at <laughs> WrestleMania? And he wins. He beats Pat McAfee. It's like, what the hell was the Poor point Pat of McAfee. all of this? Yeah, I know. Yeah, poor Matt McAfee. Or Pat McAfee with all that money. Yeah. <laughs> Where's he going now? He's making a fortune now. He's le he left. What's the deal? He, he gets He's to go away for... He's doing college stuff. He gets to go away for a few months and then gets to he come back. To, he seems to have carte blanche, doesn't he? Yeah, they love pretty... his ass. They should love his ass. He does a great because job. Because he's the best at what he does. I love his commentary. He grew on me very quickly. So, uh... Anything else you want to complain about? No, you... Got to have some complaining. Complaining? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we were complaining, so, so let's continue complaining. What do you got? All right. Well, something I've noticed. Okay. We, it, something in common with uh, AEW and uh, NXT. Okay. There's too much gymnastics. <laughs> yeah. I'm not worried about how high you can jump or how many times you can flip. You're not? It's a prerequisite <laughs> nowadays. What are you talking about? It's very important to know your cartwheels and your, uh, you know, horsey. you got to yeah, do the absolutely. gymnastics and horse and gymnastics. I want it to look like someone's kicking someone's ass. Okay. <laughs> you know, right now, a lot of times it looks like they're waiting for somebody to hold up a scorecard with a, with a 10 on it. <laughs> what, to judge the cartwheel? Yeah, it, it, that's, that's what it sometimes seems like. It's, <laughs> it's, it's all like seven. <laughs> exactly. It's like that. Exactly. All right. Can you tell me that? So if you flip once yeah. and you land on me. Yeah. All right, that hurts. Yeah, that, that would hurt. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So now you... But why would I lie there waiting for you to fucking you know, now, flip once to land on me? Well, now you flipped twice. What did you do to me that I'm lying there waiting for you to have the time <laughs> to get up to the thing and then do a flippy-whippy on me? But now if I flip twice, it hurts more? Now you're giving yourself more time for me to just lie there waiting for you to do extra flips. Yeah. This I is very believable. Not... And now, guess what happens? What happens? Cameraman quickly has to move the camera quickly and right. they flip quickly. Yeah. Because you botched the angle anyway and it looks right. like crap. Nice, nice. So, but then you have to show the impact of it oh, by absolutely. shaking the camera <laughs> upon the impact. Yeah, I mean, I can't... What's with that, too? How, how many times do they catch the edge of the arm and everybody falls? Hmm. No, I don't like it. I, that's Well, that's what... They, but isn't that what a lot of wrestling is today? Are we just dinosaurs? <sighs> Have yeah. we hit the Jurassic Age? Yeah, but don't you I don't give a to, shit if we have, quite honestly. Don't you want it to look like it hurts? Yeah, it should be that way. You know, the, that's... <laughs> it seems to me like nowadays, especially in AEW, you have one extreme or the other. Like, like you know, for example, uh, Daniel, Brian Danielson and Moxley beating the shit out of each other. Literally. Right. Literally. To the point, now, now, stay with me. Wasn't Daniel Bryan's life in jeopardy from concussions Absolutely. only eight years ago? Absolutely. He so why is he doing this, number one? Number two, why are the marks who assassinate the WWE for their cold approach towards not taking care of wrestlers cheering on this shit in their company? Kill yourself, Daniel. Kill yourself. AEW, punch Hit him even harder. You know, did you see some of the blows oh, yeah, that, and youth, and these marks think that they're representing the best interests of the health of pro wrestling state? Bullshit. No. Bullshit. Okay? Because I don't want Daniel Bryan to do this to himself. No. And the other extreme is what you just said. Somersault, cartwheel, stand still. Are you waiting for me? Here I come. <laughs> Why can't there be... Some more old school stuff. I mean, why? Why? Tell a story. Yeah, could well, could you do that? Could I at least get engaged before that toe tap you're going to throw at me? Nah, well, it's bad, dude. It, it is bad. But the, on, look, one way or the other, whether we like it or not, this seems to be the measuring stick for a lot of fans. Enjoy yourself. Well, on, well, on that train of thought, uh, have you noticed that finishing maneuvers mean absolutely nothing anymore? Of course. They happen right away now. You can have you can have what used to be a traditional finisher happen in the first two minutes of a match. Kick Ten out, times. kick out, <laughs> kick out. It's horrible. There, it, it, I don't know how you're supposed to. It's so difficult when you watch the old matches and then you you watch a new match that, or a modern match that doesn't have those key ingredients that you grew up to that you know are what makes a match work. So it's, it's really frustrating sometimes. But then again, there are modern examples of some of these approaches where I've seen matches that are fantastic. And I guess it's all what you're looking for, too. Some of the greatest matches I've ever seen 
and I know Mike would be squirming right now, but they are to me, and it does sound marky because, you know, I do agree with it. The Kenny Omega versus Okada matches from over in New Japan, I think there was a trilogy. Those matches are like movies. An hour each time almost. But where, where along the way. It felt like I was watching build, a film. They build and build and build. Right, correct, correct. So, yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess it really depends on who you got in the ring and how the storyline's been told. You know, but it is—it it seems to be a thing of extremes. No, I just—I just think that kicking out of finishers should be reserved for big matches and pay-per-views. Otherwise, it, it really right. starts to get watered down. Right, right. Has anybody ever kicked out of end of days? I don't know. Because I don't think anybody ever has. Baron Corbin was once asked, "What's more important, you finally winning the world title, or the fact that nobody's ever kicked out of your end of days?" And he said, "I would rather have no one ever kick out of my end of days." Well, actually, uh, I think it was the DDP Jake Snake. Jake the Snake podcast, they were talking about something similar a few weeks ago. Right, And right. Uh, they were asking Jake about, you know, everybody kicking out of the DDT like it's nothing. DDT's nowadays. become an arm bar now. Um, and Jake said, that's because they don't do it right. There you go. Well, nobody, nobody was able to sell it like Jake. But then again, nobody had really ever seen one quite like that before with Jake. And it is a face plant at the end of yeah. the day. Shame on them for making it become a regular move over the years. Shame on whoever started that movement. That should have been no, a finisher. Actually, PJ Tanks just brought that up on, uh, on here. Oh, there you go. I mean, the That's... DDT is like the curb stomp with your, uh, you know, your armpit shoving down. Bang. They don't do shit like that no more, or at least they don't put it over. What else you got? Yeah, I think Maria's talking about uh, Marty here. He's something about him having to have more what? surgery What's on that? his ankle because it's infected. Again? Um, Poor I'm trying Marty. to scroll up here oh, yeah. to see where this started. Marty Gennetti or Shawn yeah, Michaels? Yeah, Marty, yeah. Marty Gennetti or Shawn Michaels? Marty. Marty? Yeah. Why Marty over Shawn? Why? Tell me. I, I thought, thought you were a Rockers I, fan. Are you I a Rockers was. fan equally? No, or, no, no. Like I, Marty. I, I was a Marty fan, and that's what it was. Even then, huh? Back from in the back day. In, yeah, from back in the beginning. I so thought the, he had the better look. when it, when The they, better look than Shawn? In the beginning, absolutely. I thought, wow. you know, Shawn had that. Uh, I don't know I don't about know. that. Sean, Sean, I always thought had had the better look, but I felt like Marty was. But the, then once Sean, you know, once they got to the WWE, right? That's when I think it kind of the you really saw right. that dynamic switch. And were you upset for Marty as this was happening back then? Like, I was like really or were you basically doing the kayfabe thing when he kicked him through the window? Were you really upset for Marty? I was. Let's see. I was like, wow. <laughs> I didn't I, care either I way. See, but I, thought I it was remember amazing. him kicking him through the wind, the the, the yeah, mirror, but yeah, I the really don't shot. remember how I felt at that time. Ah, interesting. I mean, interesting. I was a Rockers fan, so I'm sure I was really disappointed. Right, right, right. Were you a Hogan fan? I was a Hogan fan. Yeah, you're a Hogan fan. Wait a minute. I thought you said you loved the Ultimate Warrior. You I can't did. love both. Well, Pick one. I when I <laughs> when I was eight nine years old, rock and wrestling came out. Okay. So how Hulk Hogan was shoved down our throat? That's right. You couldn't not be a Hulk. Hogan I loved fan. every second of that shoving. And then. Yeah. We had the Ultimate Warrior come out. Yeah, he was cool as shit. And he was, I mean, but then he messed with Hogan. I, I have to and say, you I and popped. you went for I, Warrior. I fell for it. You went Hook, for Warrior. Yeah, and I'm sitting there at that WrestleMania, and I'm telling everybody in the room after Warrior won, I'm like, Flash in the pan. The future was still Hulk Hogan. Everybody's looking at me like, Yo, are you boy, you're bitter. I was bitter. I was mad. They picked the wrong horse. Still Hogan. Actually, they did the right thing. They really did. It was Warrior's time. You know what happened behind the scenes? We we didn't have any clue anyway. So Warrior kind of blew that anyway. In my opinion, should have worked with Vince. Play some fucking ball with Vince. He just let you beat Hulk Hogan. How much more you want? Right? Greedy! Really? Greedy! Mean, your hero he is greedy! He, I didn't say he's my hero anymore. Oh, okay. All right. I mean, you're you're I, after, past when you start When you started to learn about him and, you know, he's holding up uh, SummerSlam for you know, Hulk yeah, Hogan. Yeah, that's, that's rotten. And then Vince was like, here's your money. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I, Get the fuck out of here. So, All right. So where else are we on to? What else you got? So, uh... The Elias Ezekiel angle that disappeared. Okay. I know it was campy, but I was really enjoying that angle. Well, you know why he disappeared, don't you? Well, because... Uh, He's growing his beard back. Yeah. It's, it's the same person. You know that, right? No, it's don't... not. I'm going to call my friend Kevin. He's going to have a few words with you. It is not the same person, and it's taking time for his beard to grow back. And, and by the way, what more were you going to do... With his brother. Oh, come on. Couldn't you what? see... What? What do you mean, not, come on? Could you not see an angle 
similar to the Killer Bees back in the 80s. It's one person. You're not going to become a tag team with masks. It's one guy. All you got to do is you get it's one similar body it's shape. You don't even, even need a similar guy. body shape because look at what happened with the machines. You don't need a similar body shape. No. So we could get like, you know, one me. Guy. We'll get That's me. The Killer Bees, uh, Brian Blair and Jim Renzel. Right. We knew who was who, even right. with the masks on. Right. But we still played along with you it. you got to find someone that at least looks exactly like the same well, body yeah, type. similar. Who's it going to be? I don't, I don't Do know. Do they have anybody That's on the roster? What about those, those, those Spanish fellas? What Spanish fellas? Come on, the tag team that gives flowers to every woman they see. Garza. Garza, I can't remember his name right now. It's escaping. Garza, the good-looking guy. Uh, put him in the put him in the mask. This is stupid. This is a stupid uh, idea. I think it would be awesome. They'd be a great tag team. No, there Which was nothing more to do with Ezekiel. It's time to go out to pasture and bring back the guitar player. Now, one week they could unmask, unmask him. It's Ezekiel. One week they unmask him. It's Elias. Come on, it could be. You know what though? In all seriousness, even the guitar player thing, which was is, was very over, and will probably be over again for a while when he returns. I'm being serious here. I don't think that there's, I think there's only so far he goes with that. And I felt that way in years past, that there's only so far he's going to go with that. Where's his belts? Do they ever give him one? No. But hey, that was, that's a perfect opportunity. You can have the tag team now, championship. I don't want him to, it's one guy. This is not Braun Strowman <laughs> where he picks the referee's son. He's not that tough. We can't do that. Wait a minute. What if he makes his guitar his partner? <laughs> there you go. Now we're on to something. And he could use him as a foreign object. Tag him in. And, dude, this is getting... Move on! What's next? Please! Uh, oh, my God. So, uh, next. AEW on Friday night. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did you have a chance to watch it? No, because I don't. Because I think it's a lousy program, and I'm just not into it. Why? It was like, let me guess, was uh, the Muta Wheeler guy on? <laughs> I don't know. I, I turned the it Muta, on. The, the Wheeler guy. I had it on for a little bit. The promos were horrible. The matches weren't well booked. I, I couldn't sit through it. Oh, interesting. Yeah, no, it's it's not it's not really. Uh, you think they'll cancel it soon? It seems to be taking Thursday Night Thunder WCW's. Uh, it, it's just bad. I was I was just so surprised. I it's so surprised at how bad it was. I couldn't. I tried. That's you tried. I I, I you tried. and about what maybe a hundred thousand other people because the ratings are going <laughs> down no, and down. No, Do you think that quickly. it was too ambitious to to uh, decide to uh, launch so quickly in their in their uh, history a second show? Well. When there are so many other ways to put media out there, mm -hmm. yeah, why would you, why jump on a network? Right. I'm. I don't know. Maybe they just felt like you know, if the opportunity was there, take it. And you know what's funny? Wasn't the debut show CM Punk for Rampage? Mm -hmm. Got one point something million viewers, and now it's down to uh, point one something viewers. What does that say about CM Punk? <laughs> no, seriously. Yeah, not much. You think they should let? Well, they, you think they should let him let him go with everything that's going on? Would you let go of CM Punk? Honestly, he's he's the what, where, he's the reason people even talk about the company half the time. Would you really let that go? Not no but matter. Is he actually drawing anything now? Right this second, he's not even you know he's suspended. But all I'm saying is is that he's drawn so much attention to the company. I'm wondering if it's wise to choose some of the guys in the company who are never going to draw what he does. Even now, he's still a drawer, is what I'm saying. If he came back tomorrow with like some swerve and Tony Khan's with him. You know, although I think that that's going to be MJF's thing. I think Tony Khan's going to run off with MJF, quite honestly. Like, ha-ha, we got you all. M Maria's getting a little tired of the Usos. Interesting. Okay. Who's, who is worthy to take the belts off the Usos? Got anybody? The, the Street Profits. I, 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 yeah, I think the Street Profits. It's the only one uh, to be that is, you know. It, yeah. but, but how many times have we seen it? We're going to see it again? Yeah. Are we waiting for Randy to get back and, and team with Riddle or something? Yeah. I mean, what are we waiting for? And well, besides, I think that's if not going to last either because you know once they come back, I, Riddle's going to turn on Randy. I think right. Rand, Riddle's going right. heel this time. You know what the biggest is? Riddle's going heel. Man, oh, man. That should be interesting. I do wonder what it would be like if he dropped the Sean Penn gimmick. <laughs> no, I do. Don't you ever wonder about the other side of Matt Riddle, like the Absolutely. serious side? I, I mean, would love MMA's to see... Yeah, because you saw it for a brief second in that exchange with Rollins where he was insulting his wife and stuff or whatever, his family, you know, his ex-wife. Yeah, you saw the anger, and I thought to myself, wow, Matt Riddle should drop the, the stoner gimmick. Yeah, I agree. Because he might really turn it. We all know he's, he's a badass. He is a How great would it be if they, if they followed through with that? <laughs> I bet you Triple H is thinking about that. They'll do that. They'll do that eventually. They will. So, uh, so what would you think of AEW Dynamite? 
Dynamite is what it is. I mean, it, it sometimes it's got a few good things. Uh, sometimes I don't know what to think about it half the time. It feels like it's a, just a watered-down WCW half the time. Look, I don't go out of my way for what they're trying to sell me. I'm not interested in uh, Wheeler. I'm just Wheeler Uter. I'm just not <laughs> interested in him. I mean, you got I, MJF I, I, there, and you're using it. I, I don't understand. I, I, I have to it. say, you really saw it when... Uh, Wheeler and M Wheeler and MJF in their exchange, you really saw a, such a difference right. in skills. What, the one's one of the greatest talkers of his, if not the greatest talker of, you know, I, he might be the greatest talker of this generation. Yeah. Yeah. I'm that high on MJF, I really am. Mike shakes Mike shakes his head when I say it, but I mean he knows that he's got an it factor. But I'm just like out of my mind with MJF. Yeah, yeah. Great talker, Wheeler, oh great wrestler. I'm not going to say he's of not. Of course. So. That's all he's but got. You're halfway home. What yeah. else you got? Yeah, that's it. You're halfway home. The hometown crowd there last night, right. that's the only thing that saved him from looking right. pretty, pretty silly. Or as you said here, real embarrassment. Yeah. Real embarrassment. Yeah, no, MJF is great. I just don't understand why they're wasting MJF right now with this. What's this chip he keeps threatening to? Is it, is it Tony Khan? Because I really believe that at the end it's, it's going to be revealed to that Tony Khan was working with him all along, <laughs> and they're going to be like, you know. Yeah, it's, it's the corporate Vince ministry. <laughs> yeah, it's something like that. You, you know that the, this is Tony Khan's fantasy. You know that, right? He wants in the show, like yeah. truly in the show. And I think that that's how he's going to do this. It's very interesting. Does he really think he can be another Mr. McMahon, though? How about that question? He will never you've be got Mr. To be, McMahon. You, you've got to be kidding me. He cannot fill his shoes. There's no way. <clears throat> no. He better start working out now. Yeah, and who's his Stone Cold Steve Austin, anyway? Like, there would be one. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, nobody yeah. right Anybody now. Anybody seen Wardlow? What's up with Wardlow? I thought he was the next Goldberg. What did they do over there? <laughs> they had him beat MJF. You remember that? Yeah. Uh, where where and is he? Was gonna be, yeah, did they take it? The did they take? Did they capitalize the on that push? Yeah, no. Did they capitalize on that push? No. Why is Keith Lee? Anything? Why is Keith Lee? Remember the, Keith Lee's maximum moment, and I'm sure you'll agree. Royal Rumble, staring across from Lesnar. Oh God, the fans were like, Oh God, you here see, it goes. Do you really think that they've allowed him to hit those heights in AEW? He's a tag team wrestler. <laughs> but they scream about opportunity. The AEW fans, they scream about it. They somehow, they're probably convincing themselves that his tag team run was better than the moment that he stared across from Brock Lesnar at the Royal Rumble. In what universe? Yeah, let's see. It's in front of 2,000 fans or in front of 30,000 fans? My God, what a moment that was. That was, to me, the optimum thing. It's almost a shame that Keith Lee didn't get a chance to follow through with yeah. that sort Jow of career. Jowell says Keith Lee needs to lose 100 pounds. Absolutely. Uh Keith, PJ Tane. Maybe Keith, 75. Yeah, Keith Lee's aged <laughs> 10 years and 10 months. He has. He has, yeah. No, he has. And also, there's the, as a, as a New York Jet fan, Makai Becton factor when it comes to Keith Lee. When is that weight going to completely betray him? Because he's known for, as Mike has said, you know, smaller guys' moves. So what happens when the body says to him with that weight, nope, no more? I can't see him doing it when he's 40, if you know what I'm getting at. So M Maria says uh, Riddle may get a push if he turns heel. I could see it. Riddle's getting the push now. Riddle's getting the push yeah. now. RJ agrees with you and says uh, Riddle needs to drop the stoner, bro, yes. and turn heel. Yes. The same way, unfortunately, that although Elias' uh, guitar gimmick will be embraced, of course, <clears throat> upon return, he needs to lose that eventually. I would have liked to have seen more out of him uh, getting belts and getting a, more of a push. You know? So, hey, so, have you seen that white rabbit? There's a white rabbit in the studio. Where? What? He's around here somewhere. Oh. He, he, it's weird, though. He looks kind of like Bray Wyatt, but I can't be sure. Is that going to be the next internet rumor? Bray Wyatt appears on the Monty and the Pharaoh show yeah. underneath oh, yeah. the table? All right. Or something like that? So they're, they're it better be Bray. <laughs> it better be. So, Spidey, how are we looking over there? Are we uh, ready for a break there? That means yes when he puts his stuff right. <laughs> you know, Hey, everybody. Usually. We'll be back in just a minute. We will see you in a secular second. Secular? Monty and the Pharaoh Show is brought to you by B 
because wine is your second favorite four-letter word. California wine, New York attitude, good fucking wine. Yeah. M&J Video Games and Collectibles. Sport and non-sport cards, wrestling items, autographed items. We buy, sell, and trade. M&J Video Games and Collectibles, located at 1049 Queen Street, Southington, Connecticut. Call us at 1-860-479-9223 or 860-93-GAMES. M&J Video Games and Collectibles. Welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty and the Pharaoh, only seen here out of Indie Music TV in Long Island. So, uh... Where in Long Island? Ronkonkoma. Yeah, you did it! And the pre He's been afraid to say Ronkonkoma, because you were saying it all sorts of different ways before we got <laughs> on the air. Uh, <laughs> you sounded like Andre the Giant, kind of. It was interesting. Can you do Andre? Do you do imitations? No, not usually, but... Uh, not, you don't do imitations? Not at all? You didn't sit in your, in your room as a kid? Well, oh, let me tell you something. Oh, I, mean, I, I don't think didn't anybody do didn't, like that? I don't think anybody didn't, you know, try and be a macho man Randy Savage. Or, okay, uh, okay. Give me a hey yo. Can you do a hey yo? Like you, oh, did, on, like you did on the phone. Go ahead. Go ahead. How about doing it? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> hey yo. You know, like something like Hey that. yo. <laughs> you sound like Rocky Balboa. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh. Hey, you ain't playing. So, uh, Wrestling Inc. reports that Soraya. Yeah, Soraya. That's, uh, <laughs> you know, I got rid of Soraya last week. <laughs> has signed a three year contract. Two pills every three hours. <laughs> and, uh, and the money signed you know, indicates that she is going to be wrestling in some capacity. Three year contract. What do you think of that? Because I'm like, wow, you guys really got money to throw away. Three years? So, yeah, but, uh. Dude, I'm, no, seriously, the length of that contract shocked me because of her health. And the fact that she ain't no killer on the mic. Let's get real. I, I gotta call she that out. She ain't no out. killer on the mic. La last night, her rust on that mic really showed. It was yeah. it was absolutely yep. horrible. Yep. And, and uh, honestly, when they brought her back recently in WWE, I didn't think she was that great on the mic either. You know, the, and then she uh, she and came I love her. I love Paige, about but gotta be her, honest. her former boss and how she was so happy with oh, her yeah. new boss, yeah, oh. and he was letting her do stuff her way. Her way. And then she, uh, okay. she okay. booked a lumber... she was so repressed. What a disappointing oh, yeah. Hall of Fame WWE career that was. Go so, ahead. So Boy, then, these people. Then she booked Ingrate. A, she booked a lumberjack match for the women. She booked a lot. Who made a booker? Is that is they gave her that role? Hey, yeah, Tony Khan thinks so highly of her. <laughs> She's booking already. That's what she said. Oh, uh, dude, this oh, is. Uh, <clears throat> if you thought her reign of error, as uh, you know, uh, on the mic on SmackDown was bad, wait till we see this. Well, Three years say, of this. That lumberjack match <laughs> really showed off the difference in caliber of oh, yeah, of, yeah. of wrestlers yeah. between. Uh, yep. WWE yep. and uh, AEW in that women's division. And speaking of legendary uh, WWE women performers, did you know that Sasha Banks is no longer Sasha Banks? Yeah, I saw she changed her name back. Dude, I'm fucked up by this. I'm disappointed. Is she coming back? Is she it not coming back? It doesn't sound like it if she's not going to be Sasha Banks anymore. Now she's Mercedes Benz. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck is going on. Yeah. That's a real name, though, not Mercedes Benz. Mercedes something, yeah. Yeah, 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 Mercedes something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like, Why? Uh, it's like uh, she really Liv, Liv wrestling, Morgan's dude. real name is something like uh, Giovanni Daddio. Giovanni Daddio? Yeah. Oh, mamma mia. So I'm like, that's well, that, that's almost like... <laughs> Yeah, that is rough. No, no. Uh, but you know what, though? Good for Sasha Banks. If this is what she wants, I wish she'd make it clear, though, because I would like to see her back. I actually love Sasha Banks. So I'm a little disappointed. And what is Naomi doing in the meantime? I'm going to walk the, the red carpet with my friend, no longer Sasha Banks. That's what she's doing. But you know she always has an in back there because of, Does uh, she? of, of her husband. You think so? I you mean, sure? She you sure about that? This was not cool what those two did. You know, Triple H's uh, father-in-law is still Vince. Yeah. I don't yeah. think he's too happy about that. Yeah, I mean, I think he's very fond of both of them, but I don't think he's too thrilled about it. Yeah, because you, you look at how fond he is of Brock Lesnar. He's very fond of Brock Lesnar. But they hate Sable. Well, Sable sued them. Yeah, so it's just that... Yeah, isn't that weird how they subdivide? Hey, look, business is business. Hey, you, you have to give You have to give Here's an credit. interesting one. Brock, okay, dude, we've done everything with Brock, right? He's come back so many times, right? What if the last fresh thing is his Brock's final return is with his wife? 
Could you imagine? No, seriously, could That's you imagine? Not, yeah. I, I, you think they'd I ever think, do it? No, no. Well, I know Brock would be like, no, but could you see Triple H like, you know, hey, why not? It, it, it's... If we keep bringing you back, it's going to be like Goldberg. They're going to be like you again, but but you got to keep you're right. a little because fresh. Yeah, because Triple H, we don't know what that relationship was, but right. we know that if it's Vince there, she's right. never going to no. Be but Vince mentioned. isn't there. Well, Vince isn't there anymore. Yeah, they said he that. already destroyed NXT 2.0, so it's a new dawn. Obviously, this is Triple H's watch now, and I couldn't be happier. I'm thrilled that Triple H is in charge. Thrilled, because you know it could have been Disney, and then we're all in <laughs> oh, trouble. Gosh, please, and then we're no. all in trouble. Please, no. Now, what's this about a Mount Rushmore? I really want to get to this. So, Go ahead, you listen. nerd. Tell me about your nerdy list that you think I, should be instead I, of Stone Cold and Hulk Hogan. Listen, there's nothing and, and, wrong know, with there's nothing Rick wrong Flair. with all these modern wrestlers out right. there. But when you go back into you know the into the early parts of the 20th century, right. there's a lot of names out there uh, that yes. do not get discussed. You have, True. You have guys like... Luthes. Let, let's let's do one at a time here right. because they deserve this. Okay, okay. L L By the way, this was your idea, not mine, which I find shocking because usually I come up with this and Mike laughs at me because he right and rightfully so. This is the age of, of the tribal chief. What the fuck are we talking about, George Hackenschmidt for? But anyway, Luthes, the first name you threw out. I I do in principle. Of course he could be on a Mount Rushmore because he was the face of the NWA in their formative years and was the champion of the NWA pretty much through the entire 1950s. He was to the NWA in the 50s, what Vern Gagne was to the AWA in the 50s into the 60s, and what Bruno was to the WWF in the 60s and the 70s. That's how important Luthez is. Okay, well, the, you, brought, That's how important. you brought up another uh, really important name there. Yeah, George Hackenschmidt. Well, that goes back, to, <laughs> that goes back much, much earlier. I mean, as far as George Hackenschmidt, but this guy was, you know, performing in front of thousands of people during his day. Yeah, well, well, well known. I mean, some of the first uh, matches that were ever broadcast. Yep, during his day, Strangler Lewis, who, if I'm not mistaken, we owe a, a world of gratitude to Strangler Lewis just for Bugs Bunny cartoons alone, because every time Bugs was in the ring with a wrestler, it was patterned after Ed Strangler Lewis. I did not know that. Yeah, well, yeah, and Bugs had to fight him. You know, but these guys were honestly though, these guys were selling out matches at like Yankee Stadium type a hundred years ago. I mean, almost a hundred years ago. Isn't that scary? Uh, it makes sense to me because pro wrestling, just like boxing, had its audience and always has. It's always had its audience, always. You know, uh, Buddy Rogers, you mentioned. Nice now, I got to be honest, I don't feel that Buddy Rogers, as far as historical impact, is with these guys. Okay. I think he's in I the next. I think he's up there. Do not I, get me wrong, but I can't put Buddy Rogers with Hackenschmidt, Strangler Lewis, or Luthez. And you missed Vern Gagne. We need Vern well, Gagne. You, you, you brought him up earlier. Yeah, so because Vern Gagne owned the whole northern portion of this country, and he did during the fifties and sixties. Guy was an Olympic. You know, Olympian. You know, we all love Kurt Angle. I mean, this guy was an Olympian. You know, or uh, close to being an Olympian, if not, you know, a gold. You know, he wasn't a gold medal winner, but the guy was real. He had great uh, credence, uh, you know, credibility. And, uh, you know, so to me, it's like Thez, Vern Gagne, Bruno Sammartino. Honestly, if you want to talk territory days, those are the three. Bruno, Thez from the NWA, Gagne from the AWA. Well, when we were talking earlier, simple. we were talking earlier, you brought up uh, yeah. Gorgeous George. Biggest star of all, especially as far as, you know, when wrestling was finally <laughs> appearing in people's uh, homes, because of television, which really came into true existence as far as does anyone have one of these things, was late the late 40s is when it really started. And by the early 50s to mid-50s, somebody on the block had a TV, maybe a couple of people if you were lucky. Uh, you know, I'm not that old, but I'm being I remember <laughs> being told by my father and my grandfather about those awesome days. And in the early days of television, uh, during the honeymooners time period of like 1955 or so, pro wrestling was the most popular thing on television. Keep in mind, there's only 13 channels. The Wrestling Weekly Show, because of Gorgeous George, who was the first primetime entertainer pro wrestling-wise. He was the first. So, you know, he really was before Hulk, Hulkamania and all these other things. This guy was wealthy, drove the nicest cars, was the just a huge star. And a, a measurably huge star. Because of the greatness of Hulk Hogan, not only did Hulk Hogan erase almost in many ways the legacy of Gorgeous George, he almost in many ways erased the legacy to some. I'm not saying it's to all, but he minimized the legacy of a Gorgeous George or a Luthez or a Vern Gagne or a Bruno Sammartino because Hulkamania became Super Bowl-sized. 
That's when pro wrestling became what a lot of people hold against it today. Mainstream. Truly mainstream. You don't think, you wouldn't say before the 50s wrestling was mainstream? No, because mainstream was, it's hard to identify what mainstream was, but from what I can identify, baseball in the 1920s and boxing were truly mainstream. They were featured constantly in the papers, and they would be able. They were able to sell out. Whether it was Jack Dempsey or what, they were able to sell out Yankee Stadium type places. Wrestling starts to get more of a momentum thanks to boxing in the 30s, from what I've you know studied myself. But yes, there was always you know the occasional huge draw, especially for a guy like Hackenschmidt. So you know, but as far as mainstream, like in the eye, you know the eyes of the public. Like the way the nation paid attention to Joe DiMaggio's hitting streak in 1941? No, not on that level, if you know what I'm getting at. So. Uh, you know, Rick B says, nice job, great show, guys, and get well soon to, to Mike. Absolutely. Um, Thanks, Rick. Thank you. Thank you, bro. Uh, Vern Gagne's real first name was Laverne. I bet <laughs> nobody knew that. Hmm. Thanks, Did he Phil. ever team with Shirley? <laughs> Thanks, I had to. Let's see. So, uh, well, the only other thing I had to bring up tonight was uh, I really wanted, I know that you're a big Chris Jericho fan, and I wanted to, to ask you, especially with this latest uh, title he's garnered. You mean the Ring of Honor world champion? Where do you think he stands as in a rank as an all-time wrestler? Wow, wow, wow. And Spidey just flashed me the five minutes, and honestly, we could sit here for an hour. You know that, right, when it comes to this question. Okay, well, let's try to think of it logically. As far as his resume goes, what has the man not won? He's won everything. Everything that's available. He's won everything that matters. What was the most impressive part of his championship resume? He is the first undisputed heavyweight champion of the world that united every major belt that we ever knew about all the previous belts and boy did i collect that night because everybody else picked the guys he beat and i think it was stone cold and the rock you know i cleaned up that night <laughs> i cleaned up um they call Shawn michaels what mr wrestlemania yep who had a legendary match with Shawn michaels at wrestlemania what has he not done? Is he, has he transcended the sport to become an icon to regular folks who may not necessarily even watch wrestling? He's a producer? Yes, he has. Like da- a- Whether it's Dancing with the Stars or the, all the other talented things Chris Jericho does. Uh, uh, Fozzie. Yeah, that- Judas was a hit. Oh, yeah. A hit. He finally cranked out a hit after all these years. I used to look at Fozzie and go, where's your fucking hit? And he gave us one. He gave us a great song. So Finally, the, very all proud those of him. Voiceovers for the, all those documentaries. Yep. I mean, he's an executive producer on all kinds of things. How many times has he reinvented himself? Yeah, absolutely. And I have to say, I going back to the Y2J era, I right. wasn't a fan. Oh, I was. But now I'm looking back oh, and I'm was. like, wow, this guy has oh. done everything. And let's not forget that the night that you know, it's funny, the night that Jericho debuted on yeah, SmackDown. I forgot about that. I was so nervous. For him as a fan, because I was a fan of his in Nitro. I loved how he tortured Goldberg. I, I was so pissed that he was never given the proper push, and I knew he was a star. So when I heard that there were, these rumors were flying around that he was going to debut on Vince's program, I was nervous. I was like, God, I hope that they book him right. God, I hope that he right away gets the chance to shine, because if you don't handle this right, everything could change because of it. But there it was, the countdown, the fans go ballistic, and who's his program with right away? The Rock. And I knew right then Vince knows what we know. And they always, they always criticize, oh, Vince doesn't see what the fan. Vince knew that small little Chris Jericho, as, as, as people would give him shit behind the scenes, oh, you're not big enough and all that. Vince knew he was a fucking star. Credit to Vince on that one because that was one of the biggest pops ever. Break the wall down, the tight, Jericho's got his own st- oh, place went ballistic. No, He's one of the all-time greats. Absolutely. Where he falls... We need another 45 minutes. Yeah, I mean, that's... And we probably have a minute, right, Jared? Right. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, yeah, that's the deal. I'm not sure exactly where he falls, but as far as my personal favorites, he's got to be in my top five, top ten. He's one of my all-time favorites. Love him. I'm going to have to do one of those uh, head-to-heads with him against some some top guys. Jericho versus anybody. He will beat everybody, and don't you forget it, ever! (laughs) So, uh, well, I think think that's about it tonight. You Uh, made it! 
Well yeah, done. We did it. You survived. Yeah. With well, Liam. Thank you, everybody. Congratulations. For, yeah, thanks, everybody, for being here. And uh, I'll turn it over to Jimmy to get us out of here. All righty. I just want to say once again to my partner, get well, brother. I love you, bro. Um, you've been watching Not Monty and the Pharaoh. And until uh, next week, this is definitely Not Monty, and I'm the Pharaoh. And uh, as I always say, you want to say later? Say later. Later.